You're now tuned in to the Finding Success Show, where we interview guests and uncover the keys to success in business and in life with your hosts, Justin Bozak, Abe Cavella, and Tom Zidanowitz. Welcome to the Finding Success Show. On today's show, we have Mike Barker from Hero Sports. A gentleman I think I've met, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, just randomly out here doing a little uh, softball tournament, raising some funds for uh, some veterans. And he, uh, he kind of took, uh, took, the, took the league, I guess, or, or took, the, uh, took the guys that came out and played and, uh, you know, turned turn them into his own charity. Um, so let's start there, Mike, because uh, that was, uh, you know, I guess as you, as you kind of get thrown, you know, around the world and, and you're doing all these uh, traveling games and stuff and, we kind of went through something where uh, the guy that was putting on the game, um, you know, I guess you just, you know, you guys didn't see eye to eye, and you know, you just said, "Hey, I'm going to take the ball, and I'm going to run with it, and we're going to we're going to do this the right way," um, which is pretty cool to see. Um, you know, you, you guys came out and put on a hell of a show. You know, that was the first uh, charity softball game that uh, that I was part of. Um, definitely a good learning experience. We had a lot of good guys that that were involved in that and that are still involved with Hero Sports to this day. So, um, you know, I just think it was kind of random how it all came together, you know, from us just being sponsors and, you know, knowing a guy that uh, we work with, Pat Malone, you know, who's uh, still very involved with what's going on. Um, seeing guys like uh, Frankie Edgar and Marlon Moraes and Corey Anderson and Justin Gaethje just come out. I mean, it was random, right? Because, you know, most of those games aren't played with UFC guys, but, you know, when you hear at the Jersey Shore, that's kind of like, that's what we had to deal with, right? We got a lot of UFC guys that were local, and, you know, we just asked, and they came down and, and supported. And it's pretty cool to see now, you know, your relationship with Corey and Justin, where they're, you know, probably some of your biggest supporters. And I see they're, they're out there hunting with you and hanging with you. So it's pretty cool to see how something that started really just from, you know, you just being a, a participant, I guess, at that point, right? Um, yeah. So you want to you want to touch on kind of just being in that position and, and uh, you know just taking the ball and running with it? Yeah. So uh, you know when I came out for the first event that we did uh, in New Jersey, you know I was just a veteran, you know on the team, uh, just like all the other vets, you know, just you know glad to be uh, able to come out and uh, you know you know just be a part of that event. And then uh, you know obviously you know you alluded to you know some things happening that uh, you know us as the veterans did it didn't like, you know, so we were just like, you know, uh, let's try to make this into our own thing. So, uh, you know, I kind of took the ball and ran with it and, you know, started the nonprofit and, uh, kind of kept the ball rolling and, and, you know, used the relationships, you know, that we, we had from there, uh, and kept growing it, you know, and, you know, fortunately those guys, you know, uh, Frankie and Corey and, you know, Justin Gagey, all those guys that were a part of that event, you know, obviously the Frazier brothers, um, have all continued to support, you know, which has been awesome. Uh, and that was, that was five years ago, you know, so we've been able to grow uh, a lot of different programs, um, you know, through, through sports and hunting and fishing and uh, recreational type activities. And uh, we've, you know, been fortunate to, to help over 10,000 veterans, service members and their families. So um, in five years, so it's been, been a pretty interesting journey for sure. That's a, you call it a wild ride, right? I mean, you started with softball, now you're doing hunting and bowling and 
think you were doing volleyball or something. I mean, you know, you really just, you know, from what I see perspective wise, is you're just trying to keep people out there, um, you know, and build a community, keep people active. Um, you know, I know from just obviously speaking with you, I think the the biggest thing for, for dealing with veterans is, um, you know, having that common bond, right. And, and, coming out of the military where everything is so ingrained and everything's by the book, you know, but you have that camaraderie. But then when you leave, there's, they really don't do, I think a good job, um, getting you guys into better positions. I mean, some guys can, but not everybody's in a position to just go get a job and, and kind of live life. Um, and I think that's kind of like the stopgap that, you know, you guys have kind of been there to, to help people out. So you want to touch on maybe a little bit about some of the guys that you've helped out? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you know, the military uh, doesn't do a great job of, of the transition part. You know, you, when you're getting off of, you know, active duty, you know, you get a 30 day class on transitioning out of the military and, you know, then you're gone and, you know, you, you move usually into a community where there's not very many people uh, that can relate to you. You know, there's uh, even on my street, I think there's one other veteran that lives on my street, you know, and most of the other people probably can't relate to, you know, things that I've been through. So, um, you know, and everybody, you know, kind of has that same similar scenario. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the, the guys that, uh, that we've been able to help, you know, like, you know, your, your Brandon Tenneries and, you know, um, you know, uh, the, your David Lopez's and your Seggies, you know, all those guys that were a part of that event, you know, way back five years ago are still involved in our program, you know, which is, it's, it's great to do one thing for a veteran one time. But we've been able to continue to help these guys throughout the years, you know, when they've had problems or issues come up or, you know, finances come up and, you know, they're in a pinch or a bind and we've been able to step in and help out or, you know, just getting them out to an event when they're struggling or just somebody to, you know, pick up the phone and call them and, you know, say, hey, man, I'm having a bad week. You know, uh, you know, is there something coming up that something to look forward to? And I think a lot of the programs that we have that are continual programs you know, they're always looking forward to being at something all the time instead of, you know, hey, we took this guy on a hunt, you know, this year, you know, we'll see you again next year or the year after, you know, what is that veteran doing for 363 other days out of the year? Because we're not, we're not keeping tabs on them where you can come play softball with us. You can go fishing, you can go hunting, you can go play volleyball or soccer or golf or you know, whatever you're into, you know, we create the opportunities for them to, uh, to stay active. Yeah. I think accountability, I guess, is the key there. Right. So, you know, not really having those connections, like you're saying in the community that you're living in and, you know, maybe not having the bond if you, you know, you're, you're overseas and you're away for four or five, six years. I mean, the world changes. And I think that's what, you know, most people don't understand. I mean, you know, you're, you're in your bubble, right? you know, and, and the world continues to revolve and, and change and things happen and people move away and you come back and you just drop back in and it's kind of like, well, just almost just figure it out. You know, like you could fight through it, but you know, when it's real life and you know, you, you're, you have to worry about housing and financing and kids and, and all these extra things that maybe weren't on the table or on your plate, you know, in the, in the military, I think that's, that's kind of becomes you know, the issue, some people, you know, can kind of get on their feet quick, you know, but, but not everybody. And, you know, I feel, uh, you know, your, your role, you know, with hero sports and other organizations that are, that are like that, um, you know, definitely, definitely help out. Um, and, you know, we know there's a lot of organizations out there too, that, you know, just, they, they prey on, 
you know, just the situation for the fundraising because they know uh, veterans, obviously, everybody's, you know, wants to donate. Everybody wants to help a veteran. It sounds great. Um, but there's a lot of organizations that also take advantage. So you want to go over a little bit more about kind of like, you know, what you guys are actually doing, you know, day to day. Cause it's not just sports. Like you have like a whole, you know, organization that that's helping out back office and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, you know, we have, you know, people that help with all kinds of stuff, you know, from, from our website to, you know, um, you know, fundraising, we have a, you know, fundraising committee. Um, you know, we have a board of directors who are helping, uh, you know, with the back of the house stuff with like bylaws and articles of incorporations and partnerships and, you know, just all different kinds of ass, you know, assets that you need from the nonprofit side of the house, you know, it, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm the face of it just cause I started it, but you know, there's so many people that help out from, you know, people who do our apparel and, you know, set up at events and, you know, just all different kinds of things that go into making the engine run. Uh, you know, we have volunteers and people that help out and, you know, just uh, so many great supporters that, that want to see this thing be successful that, you know, put hard, uh, hard work, blood, sweat and tears into it, just like I do. So uh, and we couldn't do it without them for sure. Um, Mike, do you have like, um, like an actual like headquarters location? I mean, I know you're based in San Antonio uh, right now, but is there like like a physical location? Is it in San Antonio where like veterans can like walk into and talk to someone and volunteer, sign up for events? Or is it like mostly online? Uh, I mean, it's mostly online. We do have an office here in San Antonio. Uh, We share an office space with uh, one of our supporters uh, that is a, a, you know, a day-to-day business. So we try to limit traffic in our office just because, you know, there's somebody else who is running a, a business as well. So, uh, when veterans get together, we can get kind of loud and crazy and <laughs> rambunctious a little bit. So, uh, we, we try to, uh, keep the foot traffic down, but I mean, we have, we, we do about 20 events a month, uh, here in San Antonio, whether it's a softball league or a golf outing or, uh, a social event or, you know, so there's, there's plenty of ways for people to come out and just be a part of our event. Um, you know, most of what we do is on social media, uh, you know, offering different opportunities uh, for people to come out and be a part of what we're doing. And, uh, you know, most of these guys have my number, send us a message. Uh, I get tagged on social media all the time for people who are struggling that I reach out to. Uh, so, you know, social media marketing is, is huge in the veteran space. Uh, most of them are on it, and uh, it's it's very easy to reach people from uh, Hawaii to New York to Florida, you know, very, very fast. So, uh, and, you know, we've built a network of people who follow what we do, and uh, when we ask for help, you know, once we've, um, you know, done the, the litmus test to make sure that it's legit, um, you know, we, we are fortunate to have a lot of people that get behind and uh, start uh, so start supporting pretty quickly. That's great. So, uh, Mike, real quick. So, obviously, you're you're based there in, in Texas. Now, when you try to extrapolate this out across the country, obviously, you have the social network, and you can make connections like that. Are you essentially finding someone there? They open up a chapter there, or start the programs there, or are you are you mainly putting it around bases? Or how do you how do you factor in where you're going to start certain programs? 
So um, most of it's been done through, uh, you know, either people that I served with or uh, people that I've met along the way. Uh, so we have ambassadors, uh, people who are trying to grow programs in their hometown uh, across the country. Uh, we have a guy in uh, Hawaii. We have uh, Fort Lewis, Washington. We have California, uh, Arizona, Utah, Kansas City, where I'll be this week. We got six of our ambassadors meeting up at an event in Kansas City. Um, you know, we have obviously Texas and uh, Nebraska. We have St. Louis, we have Kentucky, we have, you know, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, you know, trying to grow on the East Coast. And that was, that was our plan for the event uh, in, in New Jersey, trying to bring that event back was to uh, try to continue to grow programs there. You know, the first time that we did the event there, you know, we didn't really have a basis of what Hero Sports was or, you know, a growth mechanism to it. Um, for the first event. Cause you know, like I said, I was just a veteran that was participating in the event. Like all the other guys, I didn't coordinate the event, you know, just help uh, get the veterans there. And um, now we do have the vehicle to help drive the growth uh, uh, from, from the perspective of doing an event to help grow it there for the local veteran community. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Pretty impressive. So what, so obviously you're traveling to Kansas city. Um, I know that's the next event coming up. When's uh, when's New, New Jersey on the map next? Do you have something planned in the next few months? Is it 2021? What what, what do you think? Yeah, so so uh, you know, 2021 was the plan. Um, I know uh, in February I was in New York uh, and New Jersey with uh, Justin Gagey. He did a autograph signing uh, down in Manhattan, uh, and we you know obviously you know Corey Anderson's there who has become, you know, kind of like my second brother, uh, so to speak, you know? Um, so, you know, obviously the, the idea to try to want to do something there is, is definitely there. We, you know, we have the support, you know, and, and the network there. Uh, so I think 2020 will, you know, will be a, a big year for us in New Jersey and, uh, we'll just have to wait and see, you know, when, when you guys can open things back up and have you know, more participants and, uh, more crowd, you know, I mean, it's, it's great to play in front of no crowd, but you know, uh, we really like to show these guys and, and get people out. So this weekend we're in Kansas city, the weekend after that, we're in Columbus, South Carolina. And then, uh, November the 7th, we're in, uh, Myrtle beach, South Carolina. Um, we got Steven Wonderboy Thompson, uh, some news anchors, some other MMA fighters that are, uh, coming out for that, uh, celebrity softball event. So. We had uh, we had Frankie and Corey and uh, Roger Matthews and uh, a few other people. Stephen Baker was going to uh, come back out for our softball game in New Jersey. So, I mean, we have we have the support there. So uh, we definitely want to do it next year. And I would assume all these events are on your website, right? So, like, if someone you know checks out, goes to Hero Sports, they could see all the upcoming events on like a calendar type of setup, or they reach out to you. How does that work? Yeah, so so we keep the calendar updated on our Facebook page. Uh, okay. So uh, Hero Sports on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter, but the uh, the calendar of events uh, is up uh, on our Facebook page. So you can just go to our Facebook, Hero Sports, and uh, it'll it'll be right there. Right. So so Mike, back in March, April, when COVID hit, how hard did it affect you? Did you guys have to cancel some events? How did that work out? 
was it was awful. <laughs> it's been <laughs> awful here. Uh, I think uh, you know uh, from the standpoint of canceling events. You know, obviously we we did have to cancel our New Jersey event, which uh, we had already you know had some sponsors for, and uh, you know had the stadium booked and uh, athletes and and supporters uh, confirmed for. So um, yeah, we've we've had to cancel many many events. We had to cancel our largest fundraiser, uh, which is our gala dinner here in San Antonio. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been an interesting year. Uh, we've, we've survived, which, you know, I know, I know a lot of charities probably won't survive. Uh, we have very little overhead. Um, you know, so we, we don't pay for an office. We don't, you know, you know, have a whole lot of, you know, bills or anything that we have to pay for, for the organization. So, uh, we're all volunteer organizations. So, um, you know, we, we're very fortunate that we don't have to put out a whole lot of money. The only thing that, uh, we do have to put out for is the activities, which we've, we've been a, doing a fairly good job of maintaining. Uh, we've been able to do a lot of hunting stuff. We've been able to do slow pitch softball. We've been able to do golf, uh, for the most part, since those are outdoor activities and, uh, in Texas, uh, you can, as long as it's not more than a hundred people uh, in a facility at one time, you can do outdoor activities. So, um, you know, so we've been keeping programs rolling as much as we can, but you know, it's definitely been a challenging year. You know, a lot of our supporters, uh, that were our usual donors, uh, you know, have had to take a step back just because they didn't know, you know, what their business was going to be able to do this year. So, uh, it's, it's created a lot of interesting, uh, concepts on how to raise money. Um, so, yes. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we felt. I'm sugarcoated, Mike. We felt the pain too, but I mean, at least you're you're kind of national, so you can you can pivot to the t- to the states maybe that are you know less um, I guess guarded. You know, New Jersey, you gotta it's illegal to sneeze nowadays. You guys probably have some a uh, little more leniency in certain states and stuff. So, did you have to kind of move to states that would allow you know more open um, concepts or no? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. You know, obviously Texas has uh, stayed pretty open. Uh, so we've been able to do a lot of stuff here. We did a golf tournament uh, up in Nebraska. We're, we're doing a duck hunt, uh, deer hunt uh, up in Nebraska the next coming months. Uh, we're doing the softball tournament uh, in Georgia next week and then Kansas city this weekend. So we've just had to adapt and, and schedule things for veterans um, at places that we know we can, uh, we can accommodate stuff. So, you know, uh, it's definitely been challenging. We, you know, we, we had a, we have a banquet dinner every year, uh, in California. We had to cancel that, you know? Um, so it's, it's been a tough, tough year. You know, 2020 was supposed to be kind of our breakout year as a organization and probably be our biggest year of fundraising, but, uh, we've, we've, you know, maintained, uh, I wouldn't say taking a step back, but we've just maintained. Yeah, I think if anybody gets through this, everybody that does restaurants, retail, whatever it may be, I think everybody's in prime position now, you know, because unfortunately, like you said, I think a lot of the, you know, maybe competition and I wouldn't say charities compete with each other. But, you know, if you're if you're raising funds and there's multiple other charities raising funds, obviously, um, you know, there is probably some sort of competition for just attention. Um, you know, just like you'd there be is. very surprised how competitive it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't have your thing on that date. That's when we're having it. No, I know. Um, but yeah, I think the the ones that survive, 
you know, are they going to be the leaders now moving, moving forward? Um, which is important, you know, because I think we went into that mode where it was like, all right, survival mode. It's all good. We're not going anywhere. You know, we'll be here. We're not laying anybody off. We're just going to continue to, to hustle and we'll figure it out. Like it's not a big deal. Um, a lot of people just kind of just said, ah, I'm done. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to do anything. They're going to come out of this and you know, they may not have a business. Um, and, and maybe they were fine with that. Maybe they're on their way out. Maybe they're getting tired of it. You know, maybe it was just too tough to figure out. Um, but I guess moving forward, like what are some of the main things maybe that, you know, have you implemented anything that you're going to change moving forward where like 2021, like, you know, this is the mindset shift. Like maybe we're going to start focusing more on this or that. Anything, anything you learned? Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously we found out how to use our social media platform to raise more money. Uh, normally our social media was more about just highlighting how we help veterans. Uh, but this year we were able to do a lot of raffles online, which, uh, our supporters, you know, uh, you know, came out and supported greatly, you know? So we did a lot of, uh, you know, like hunting raffles. We did some gun raffles. We did some sports memorabilia raffles, you know, stuff that I have here that, you know, we could use just to raise money. So, uh, we had never really used our social media platform for that. So, um, you know, this year we were able to use, you know, that for, uh, for the sake of raising money, uh, just because we couldn't keep providing opportunities. So I think in 2021, we'll probably do some of that, but, you know, we'll also have back, you know, our gala dinner where we raise, you know, uh, hopefully a hundred thousand dollars a night and, you know, our, our dinner in uh, California, you know, which the previous year raised about fifteen to $20,000 in a night, you know. So, you know, when you lose those types of events, you know, you get creative pretty quick, you know. So, uh, so that's what we did, you know. And uh, our supporters, you know, fortunately like what we do enough that, uh, that they came out and supported. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this whole COVID thing is as much as it's crazy, it's, it's kind of helped us adapt and learn from things on how you can grow from this. Um, you know, and unfortunately I know you ran into some challenges, but I think Justin, you know, kind of nailed it on the head. You, you've, you learned how to adapt and kind of grow your business from this. So I think 2021 is going to be a big year for you, man. I mean, hopefully, you know, a lot of this stuff will start to open up at the end of this year, but now you've taken advantage of the social media and you guys are doing that and you really kind of honed in on that skill, um, you know, raising money for these events that are coming up for 2021 will be even more exponential. Um, and obviously we're big supporters of you. So uh, whenever that event is for Jersey, we're going to be as one of the main sponsors there and we'll be there. Oh, look at that. Bringing Committing. Veteran, Excited to check there. right now, Mike. No questions, man. Go. We're, we're behind you. So. Man, uh, the, t- the title sponsorship just went up. <laughs> <laughs> nice you're in the wrong business man. get into real estate yeah. he learns yeah. he adapts <laughs> but yeah no, I mean, you know so uh you know 2021 obviously uh we haven't set a date yet for that event uh you know i hope the blue claws survive you know i know minor league baseball is kind of going through a restructure with mlb and you know i hope the blue claws survive it's a beautiful stadium and uh, you know, we've always enjoyed doing the event there and, uh, we're, we're looking forward to bringing it back. And, you know, Corey Anderson just moved over to, uh, to Bellator and he fights, uh, in, in Connecticut in November. So, uh, I know, I know he's coming to my house after that fight. Um, so, you know, we'll see, um, you know, start, start planning, uh, after his fight, you know, uh, 
what dates probably work. You know, obviously he's a huge supporter of ours and, you know, big in the New Jersey uh, MMA community. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what date works and, and we'll definitely let everybody know because, you know, we, we want everybody to come out and enjoy that event. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Mike, let's go back um, just a little bit, I guess, because obviously when you came out here, you know, you didn't have this job. You know, let's talk about, you know, what were you doing, you know, for work? Um, you know, close that gap and then, you know, how you went, how you made that decision to go in the military. Yeah. So, uh, so when I came out the, the first year, uh, five years ago, I was working at uh, Brook Army Medical Center. Uh, I was a physical therapist assistant uh, working with polytrauma guys, uh, guys who had multiple injuries from battlefield, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. So uh, my background is medical. Uh, I was a combat medic in the Army for eight years. Uh, went to physical therapy school and uh, worked at the uh, military treatment facility here uh, with amputees, burns, uh, limb salvage guys, guys that uh, uh, were contemplating uh, amputation but wanted to save their leg uh, from being amputated. So uh, similar to uh, what many people have seen um, uh, Smith um, from the Washington football team. Uh, Aaron oh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Oh yeah, the Washington football team. I'm like the Huskies. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> formerly known as we can't say the name. <laughs> so uh, Alex Smith uh, actually came down here and did his rehab and met with the uh, the military uh, doctors here from the same program that I was a part of uh, for limb salvage. To where you know now he's back playing in the NFL. Uh, all these guys in the military that I treated went through the same program. So. Uh, that's where I worked uh, for nine years and, um, you know, just did my best to, uh, to help guys who uh, sacrificed more uh, in the military than I did and uh, try to get them back physically uh, and mentally uh, to a place where uh, they could transition back and uh, live the best uh, normal life that they could, uh, could live, you know. And, you know, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that, uh, you know, since the de-escalation of the war. Um, less guys were coming back injured, which was a great thing. I always wanted to be able to work myself out of a job there because, uh, you know, you have to see trauma every day, uh, for nine years, it uh, can wear on you. And, um, so, um, you know, uh, I started this organization just from that event, uh, seeing how things went and I felt like I could do a better job. And here we are, you know, five years later, uh, still rolling as an organization and I'm still helping guys, uh, that I, that I served with guys that, uh, I treated as patients and, you know, new veterans that I've met along the way, you know, so it's really been a blessing that I've been able to kind of use my medical backgrounds, uh, to continue to help guys that I didn't even know, you know, 20 years ago. So. I think it just speaks to who you are. I mean, you know, you gotta be a compassionate human being to be in that environment. You know, it's, uh, I mean, you know, I, there's no words, I guess, to, I can't imagine, you know, being in that role in that job every single day. I mean, it's, it takes a certain personality type. Um, so, I mean, it seems like that's what maybe helped you get ready, you know, and, and it's not necessarily like I have to use my medical background to help guys, but it's still, I, these guys still need support they still need help, whether they're currently injured, you know, formally injured, 
um, you know, or have, you know, no injury and just, again, um, you know, need a, a group um, or need some accountability. Um, so you're still there. You're still like, you know, part of, part of the glue, I guess, you know, it's just now it's guys that are out. Yeah. Well, and the, the cool part too is, is like, you know, how our, how our organization is a little different is we, we try to get in front of the problem before it becomes a problem. So, you know, our program is open to active duty guys, national guard and reservists because eventually those guys are going to transition out of the military and they've already got something that they're a part of while they're in. So it makes the transition part a little easier because you're already a part of some of these programs where you're playing sports with veterans and you're, you know, playing golf and going hunting and going fishing and, you know, doing all these things. So we've almost become kind of a transition uh, organization because we do offer programs to guys who are currently serving. And then our program is also open to honorably discharged veterans, which are guys who serve that maybe got out after four years or 12 years or, you know, 18 years and don't have a combat related injury, but they're eligible to, to participate just as well as the guy who, you know, served for two years and, you know, was, you know, hit by an IED or an RPG or, you know, shot or, you know, regardless of how you serve, my, my point was, is I wanted to honor those who did serve and create a way for them to all participate alongside each other uh, through an organization. So uh, that's how ours is a little different because, you know, regardless of how you served or if you were injured or not injured or, you know, two years or 20 years, you're eligible to participate uh, just like anyone else. No, that's great. I mean, you, you use the word that we use a lot. In, in this industry of real estate and it's proactive, you know, and I feel a, a lot of people in, in business, you know, in general, just with everything, just aren't proactive. They're more reactive, you know, and if you're just reactive, you just keep putting out fires, right? I mean, you know, you could do, you know, quote unquote, your job being reactive, but, you know, are you really uh, doing a service, you know, to the people that you're working for by not being, you know, maybe proactive or creating systems that, allow you to be proactive. So, um, it's, that's cool that you, you guys look at that, you know, look at the charity the, the same way. And it's not just, Oh, you need help. Let me help you, you know, reactive. It's, I'm going to help you learn how to do this, this, and this, and then maybe you won't, you, you know, you won't need help. Right. It's, it's, uh, well, you know, and then, you know, you know, the activities that we provide are, you know, the, you know, the sexy part of the organization, you know, you know, going out and playing softball or, you know, going hunting or going fishing or going to a concert or a sporting event, you know, that's, that's how we bring people in. You know, a lot of what people don't see is the struggle that a veteran has either financially with job placement, uh, you know, emotionally, you know, uh, mentally, um, you know, those are things that we do that people don't ever even see. You know, one of the things that I was very adamant about was, is, I don't want to showcase someone's struggle to get support. You know, yeah. um, you know, I don't feel like we have to tell the sob stories uh, that happen behind the scenes just so people donate money. You know, uh, you know that happens, and, and we help a lot of veterans through issues like that. But you know, one of the things that you know, I just for me, you know, just being the the medical guy that I am, I just don't want to display that on a you know on a large platform just so somebody says, Oh man, I feel sorry for that guy. I want to donate five bucks. You know, like, you know, just, just wasn't my, my method. Um, 
So, but, you know, we do all those things behind the scenes. We help with job placement. We help with uh, financial assistance. We help with, uh, you know, getting a guy into a, uh, you know, alcohol treatment center if he's, you know, been drinking too much or, you know, uh, we've, we've helped guys with drug addictions and, you know, I mean, all those things that veterans suffer through that nobody wants to hear about, you know, we help them through it, you know, and, and then once they're done, you know, they come back and they have something to be a part of, you know, so it's not like, you know, you go to this four week, you know, drug and alcohol center and then get put right back in the same environment that, uh, that you were, you know, doing all those bad things before, you know, like we were able to help that guy for four weeks, but now we put him right back in the same position he was four weeks ago and he's doing the exact same thing, you know? So, uh, I think that's how I try to approach things a little bit differently, uh, for our organization is, is, you know, we'll help you, but you gotta be willing to put the work in too. Right. So Mike, um, so, so, so on, on the aspect of awareness and making sure vets know you're available there and you guys have this program also for donors, I mean, are you linking up with the armed services in their 30 day transition period? And so at least the people coming out know that you guys are even available as an option for them. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very political, uh, working with the military. I can't, I'm sure you guys can't imagine that. Um, yeah, but, so. uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's already other organizations that are partnered for transition assistance, right. uh, you know, with the military, uh, so, uh, but you know, I mean, we, we are very right well known, very well known in the veteran community for helping and, uh, creating opportunities for veterans. So, uh, even though we're not officially partnered, like, you know, we just got the air force reserve to come on as a sponsor for an event, uh, you know, things that we've been able to do, uh, and networking wise, uh, even through, you know, COVID-19, uh, we got our first military sponsorship through the air force reserve, you know, we, we actually just got, uh, uh, Tito's vodka on board, uh, with supporting and becoming a donor. Um, so, you know, COVID-19 has created, uh, you know, outside the box thinking that has, uh, led to some sponsorships and some, some financial support too, from avenues that, you know, we didn't even really anticipate from before. So it's been, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a, been a wild ride. <laughs> for all of us man yeah brother yeah just uh it's such a cool story man you know because it's like i was there i guess for the you know the, the first day that you guys came out and just to kind of see it grow and just to follow you on facebook and instagram and see everything you're doing it's just like like it's pretty cool man it's just you know and to know that you're so grounded and your foundation is good and just like you said like we're not trying to put like the veterans on a pedestal like you know, I did see some things and I'm like, you know, this guy's a clown, <laughs> like what, what he was doing to kind of put, you know, some people in the, you know, on, a, on a pedestal, you know, because of their injuries and then kind of use that to, to, to promote it. And like, I get it. Like that's, you know, part of how I guess you get attention and awareness, but there are better ways. And it is by word of mouth being behind the scenes, doing the right things. And then the people that you do right by you know, are going to talk about it. And, and that's much better than the attention that I think um, a lot of these other bigger, you know, corporations uh, or, or charities are, are utilizing to kind of get the donations. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I would say that, you know, I'm, I'm very rare uh, person, you know, in the military. I was, 
you know, one of eight therapists that worked at the Center for the Intrepid uh, when I left in 2014. Uh, so only eight of us were there treating, you know, critically wounded guys from battlefield injuries. You know, there's probably about the same at uh, Walter Reed Medical Center. So, uh, and being a combat medic for eight years. Uh, there's not many people that have my background and know as many people who have uh, been injured from war as, uh, as I have. So, um, you know, so it would be very easy for me to call up a bunch of wounded veterans, put them in front of a camera and tell their sob story and say, hey, donate to our organization because this guy helped this many people, you know, but, um, you know, I don't want to use their struggle and uh, their, you know, circumstance as a way to, you know, raise money for our, our platform. You know, I mean, I think once people get to know us and know that we really help and we create opportunities and find ways to help veterans all the time, you know, 365 days a year, you know, I think that's, that should stand on its, on its own and, and be a reason people want to support it, you know, not just because we pulled on the heartstrings and, and was able to get $5 from somebody. It's just, just not my way. Yeah. I think the success, success stories you're, you're building, you know, and it's a longer probably term thing, right? It's going to take maybe longer to grow and, uh, but it's the right way to do it. Right. So, um, it's doing things, you know, the way you think you're comfortable with doing them. And, you know, eventually you'll see, you know, you, I, I have a feeling, you know, in, in five years when we're going to be having a discussion and maybe you have thoughts, maybe it's going to be sooner, you know, where, you know, you guys will be more, more or less nationwide. You'll have, um, you know, a, a bigger foundation, maybe a headquarters you're partnered with, you know, different things because Man, <laughs> Damn See, I don't even have the inside information. <laughs> we got to talk offline, but um, I just know you as a person. And, uh, you know, I think that's why, you know, we get along. You know, I, I know you're real, right? So I've met some of the other charity guys and, and I know it's like, eh, I don't know about this guy. You know what I mean? So um, so that's the most important thing because you're, you are the leader, you know, the de facto leader of, of Hero Sports. Um, it was, and it was pretty cool to see you guys come out and, and there's a lot of awesome guys. I mean, you guys are all, I mean, we had a great time, you know, it was, it was fun, you know, but then it was like, Hey, let's get to work. Let's make this work. Let's make this better. Let's come back next year and, and let's put on a show. Um, and let's do what's right by, you know, by our guys that need, need us that need help. We don't want people taking money out of the charity. You know, we don't want to be here for the show. Um, you know, we, we want to be the guys that are on the ground and actually, you know, helping people out. For sure. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's what we've been able to do, uh, you know, is grow programs in, uh, in other cities and other States. And, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's no reason why we can't do it there. Um, you know, where it all started. And that's, uh, that's the hope and the plan for uh, 2021 is uh, to come back and do that event, you know, since we had to postpone 2020s and, and keep growing it uh, there locally. That's great, man. So a lot of people may not know uh, this guy was a college football player. Yeah, man, Mikey. My man, Mike Barker. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that's why maybe he got involved with the sports and, and that's why he got in the Army. You want to you wanna tell that story? I think it's an awesome story. I mean, I know you wanted to go to the NFL, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I played, uh, played college football at Northern Illinois university, uh, and just, uh, played more football than I went to school, uh, and 
had to had to make some life choices there uh, after uh, playing football, and it uh, I had the realization that uh, you know I, I don't think the NFL is uh, is for me. <laughs> uh, once I got to college and found out that uh, you know the top ten percent of all high school players make it to college, and uh, I was one of those, and I wasn't in the top one percent of the ten percent, so uh, that make it to the NFL. So. Um, yeah, I had to uh, had to figure it out pretty quick. Um, joined the army. Uh, knew I wanted to do something medical. Uh, I was pre physical therapy major uh, at Northern Illinois. Uh, so you know, wanted to do something in the medical field my whole life, and um, you know, joined as a combat medic. <coughs> and then um, you know, uh, served and and went to physical therapy school. And you know, uh, I found out that. Uh, you know, your dream is, uh, you know, is only a dream sometimes, you know, and I really thought that uh, coming out of high school that uh, that I would, you know, play in the NFL. That was that was the dream. And I was a pretty good baseball player, too. Had some offers to go play baseball and chose football over baseball. Probably the dumbest decision I ever made in my life. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, when when you get to college, you know, uh, Man, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was in Northern Illinois. Uh, Dante Culpepper was at Central Florida. We played against them. Uh, Randy Moss was at Marshall. We played against them. Uh, you know, there was a lot of good players. Uh, you know, uh, one of my offensive linemen that uh, I played defense, one of our offensive linemen was uh, the starting right tackle, left tackle some years, depending on uh, the year for the Indianapolis Colts uh, when Peyton Manning was there. His name was Ryan Diem. You know, so, you know, going against, I guess these guys in practice every day, man, it's, uh, I, I promise, you know, being a good high school football player does not mean that you're going to be a good college football player. So, um, you know, there's just bigger, faster, stronger. Um, and, and those guys were, and, uh, so yeah, you know, I mean, my, my dad's retired army. Uh, so I did have military backgrounds, uh, and mentorship and, um, I went home, uh, and you know, my dad was like, "What about joining the military?" And uh, I was like, "Sure, let's do it." So, uh, so that's what I did, and uh, never regretted uh, one day of uh, of serving. You know, I was glad to do it. I uh, would do it again in a heartbeat, but um, glad it's over too. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more fun uh, playing softball, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, there's definitely uh, definitely some days. Uh, you know, that's our uh, challenging, uh, in the service. So, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the best, uh, best worst days of your life. So I tell people, well, man, we all admire what you've done obviously and where you've been and we respect it and we appreciate it and we thank you for it. So yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you again for your service. And, you know, even though the professional NFL career didn't work out, um, there was obviously a greater purpose for you. And uh, that greater purpose was you creating this organization and helping veterans. I mean, they, a lot of them need help and you're the beacon of light for them. So I uh, commend you for that, man. And can't thank you enough. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys, man. We, you know, the, uh, you know, we can, we can be a sounding board for veterans uh, through the organization, but we cannot do it without uh, great supporters like yourself. So uh, like I said, you know, um, you know, Justin was uh, was a huge uh, you know support system for us when we first got this thing off the ground, and 
you know, even five years later, he still answers my phone. So uh, I, I must must be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we have fun, man. I mean, uh, you know, listen, life's short, right? You know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's, you know, what what can you do with your life, like Abe said, for, for purpose? So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we do real estate and, you know, we have a business and all that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, if you're not making impacts and doing things in the community and helping people out, I mean, I don't know that to me, that's more gratifying than, you know, driving a Lamborghini. Um, some people it may be the other way around and, and God bless them, but I don't know. It's pretty cool to know that you can do something that could help somebody out that may just need a leg up. Um, you know, that's down on their luck or whatever the case may be. I mean, um, I think not everybody, I guess is, you know, kind of born like that. I mean, I think a lot of that might be natural, but I think a lot of that is, you know, once you maybe donate or impact somebody and then you can see the the thankfulness, the smile, the tears and all those things that come along with it, like that's addicting, you know, to yeah. to know that you could really just help somebody. And even if it's just the gratitude for 5 minutes, thanks and I appreciate it and whatever. I mean, you could change people's lives. And I think, you know, to me, like that's what life is all about. Yep. If you can see it, you can feel it and you can touch it and it makes a whole lasting impact, man. And I, uh, you know, that's what keeps uh, fueling my fire, man, uh, to continue to want to build this and grow it, you know, cause you know, like, like you guys said, you know, I found my purpose. This is my purpose, uh, to find ways to help veterans. Um, you know, I, Happen to use a platform that I enjoy, uh, sports, outdoors, and recreation. Uh, I figured if, you know, I served and I enjoy doing these things, there's probably thousands of other vets out there that enjoy doing the same thing. So uh, let me try to figure out how to build it as big as I can to uh, help as many as I can. And, uh, you know, I, I've done a decent job so far, but I'm not done yet either. I mean, there's a lot of fighting this dog. So uh, That's it. You're just getting started, man. Just That's getting it. started. All right, big dog. How, how can people uh, find you guys on, uh, on social? Yep. So uh, we're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Hero Sports, H-E-R-O-E-S-S-P-O-R-T-S, Hero Sports. Uh, and then our website, herosports.org. Uh, you can go straight there if you, know, you want to support. Uh, there's a donate tab. You can uh, make a contribution or uh, find out where we're going to be, uh, on our Facebook page, uh, via our schedule. So, uh, we're, we're planning events all the way out to, uh, August of 2021 already. So, uh, New Jersey's going to be on there somewhere between now and then. So. Love it. Let's go. We'll be there. Love it. All right. So our local vets here in New Jersey, let's go. <laughs> our local, uh, you know, celebrities, I guess too. Yeah. <laughs> See, we can get some other faces on there. Yeah, well, we got to compete, though. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we got to win. <laughs> we got to beat these vets. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, um, you know, growing these programs to uh, keep vets active all the time. You know, that's that's the plan. And that's the that's the that's what our organization does. So uh, let's let's figure out how to grow it in New Jersey to uh, to help the local community there. Sounds good, man. Again, thanks for uh, coming on board, coming on the show or. I was going to get the word out on this and spread it out through social media and you can get this out on all your Facebook channels as well and Instagram. And, uh, hopefully we can, uh, help, uh, grow the 2021 events even further. Awesome, man. Look forward to it. All right, brother. All right, brother. All right.
Thanks again, man. Love you, my dude. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Finding Success Show. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. Also, check